Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and the Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm absolutely honored. I hope you had a great day and um, are going to have a great weekend ahead because it's the weekend. It is a fantastic long weekend where I am and a three-day weekend and I'm not going to say no. Um, it is the summer and I hope you two are having a great time wherever you are in the world. And so today's topic, we're going to get straight down to it. We're going to talk about um, the on the decision uh, let out, uh, given out by the Honorable Supreme Court of India, um, which I humbly um, disagree with. I got up today morning, and the first thing I saw was this decision. I was stunned, flabbergasted. I wanted to get right down to the living room, go to the, my desk and, and and basically just start, you know, wrangling about. I was so furious when I had to calm down and say, okay, that's not good. Anger is not good. Um, so I had to calm down. It took the whole day to calm down and, and then, you know, listen to different points of view and things like that. But I will tell you uh, what first came to my mind. Okay, so the first time uh, when I first saw this, I said, are you serious? As an ex-Christian, the first thing that comes to my mind is, um, is Jesus. He was killed uh, on the cross by the Jews, okay, or the Hebrews, the Judeans of those days, okay. We, we say in Christianity, um, even though I'm an ex-Christian now, we say uh, the Jews are responsible for killing Jesus, Okay, um, and for two thousand years, or well, I say about seventeen hundred years. For seventeen hundred years, we have Christianity has completely um, has has have destroyed Judaism, killed many of its people. Uh, there have been wars. There have been proxy wars. There have been anger. Um, and the Holocaust of the World War II um, is a result of that uh, dictate. Okay, uh, anti-Semitism in Europe against Jews is because of that rhetoric and the narrative that the Jews, the Jews killed Jesus two thousand years ago. For two thousand years, uh, they have been. Uh, we've been told that Jews are bad, Jews are bad, Jews are bad, uh, and every single Jew born after Jesus is now bad because 2,000 years some goons uh, killed Jesus. I mean, really, you know how bad that is, how stupid that is? And I don't even think the church has apologized. Uh, they have made amends, but uh, one, of the, one of the worst disasters, the, the Holocaust in Europe, is uh, where the church sided with Hitler uh, by its silence. Um, it sided with Hitler and and, and um, absolutely, you know, let the Holocaust happen on its own shores. Um, the proxy wars in Goa, the the the, the wars in Goa, the um, what can I say? The Portuguese Inquisition. What do you think it was? The Portuguese Inquisition was the, was about the, the Portuguese who are Christians against the Jews because they did not like the Jews. The Jews killed Jesus, so all Jews were bad. They had to be hanged. Um, that was uh, that that was because of the dictate of the Church of the Vatican, who was the head of state, who was uh, like the Supreme Court of the Roman Empire. So. 
as the Supreme Court of the Roman Empire says all Jews are bad because 2,000 years ago Jesus was killed by Jews, the, the Inquisition happened in, in, in Portugal, in Spain, the Inquisition happened in, Go in Goa, uh, the Holocaust happened in, in, um, um, happened in Europe. Can you understand what I'm trying to tell you? So for 2,000 years, we are blaming someone who, a group of people, we've killed them, butchered them, hanged them, raped them, forced them to convert. Um, we've had crypto Jews because 2,000 years ago, the, the head of state of the Roman Empire, um, the Vatican decides, you know, all Jews are bad because they killed Jesus. Well, Jesus himself was a Jew. It's the same thing today, okay? Um... It's the same thing today. The head of state, should I say, the, the Supreme Court of India says, uh, while Ms. Sharma is responsible for, uh, single-handedly responsible for all the trouble in, in India and, and the killing of everyone and the burning of the streets, single-handedly responsible. Really? Really? And so everything that happens is because of, of Ms. Sharma? I don't think so. So wait a minute. So... The Portuguese killed, uh, the Portuguese Empire came and killed Jews in Goa. Uh, are the Jews responsible? Um, the Portuguese are responsible, right? Okay, the Vatican is responsible. So every time a, a, a Muslim kills someone, uh, he considers himself uh, the opposite person, a kafir, uh, an infidel. Uh, is that person responsible? Should they, we all have to submit in silence and convert? Because if not, uh, we are responsible for the anger of, of the Muslim world. They cannot find their peace until we, are all, we all become Muslims. Uh, is that right? Or maybe we should all convert to Christianity. Because Christianity says until, uh, well, Jesus is going to come on the last day. And um, they need to, we need to spread the will, uh, the mission of Christ. And we need to spread uh, the truth in the, the Bible of Christ, of Jesus. And uh, all their anger and all their pain is because they're trying to do the work of Jesus. So we're responsible for the anger. And we're responsible for all the problems. How about all the, all the people, the children and the nuns that were raped by the church? Uh, are they responsible also? Who's responsible for that? You can say, well, the children are responsible for... for uh, the children are responsible for the... For the um, for the church raping them. Who's responsible for that? Does it make any sense to you? Tomorrow, every, every, uh, um, every rapist will come and say, well, I'm not responsible. That person is responsible. She, she, the, the victim is responsible because she didn't wear the correct clothes. So, um, I'm, uh, so the, the person who didn't wear the correct clothes is responsible for the rape, not me. I mean, this is as bad as it gets. And this is where you say you always blame someone else for your problems. I mean, it, it, where does it stop? Where, where does it, Do you understand what, what a mess the Supreme Court of India has done? I mean, look, I respect the Honorable Supreme Court. I respect the Chief Justices of the Supreme Court. And, and, and by all means, but they got this one wrong. You can have an opinion, uh, but they got this one wrong. And I humbly, and I humbly and strongly, um, uh, I'm against this decision. I do not stand for this decision. I do not agree with this decision. It is insulting uh, and ignorant 
and will cause harm in the days to come and will trickle down in the generations to come. Well, everyone's going to say, well, uh, if I raped you, it's not my fault, it's, it's your fault. You should have owned something clearly. Someone that can... Uh, Kill another person say, well, you didn't convert to my religion, so I, I have the right, my religion gives me the right to kill you. Um, okay, that's, another person will, will come and say, well, okay, well, you know, uh, I'm gay. I kill him because he's gay, because my religion says he's, he, uh, we're supposed to kill gays. So, okay, well, um, we're going to kill gays, and it's your fault that you did not convert to Islam and did not become straight again. So it's your fault. And, and all the gays are responsible for all the problems in, in the world, in the religious world, because uh, Abrahamic religious world, because Abraham doesn't, Abrahamic religions and the supremacy think they are too good for, for, for gays, and gays should be killed, even though God's making gays. But where does it stop? Someone else is responsible, you're responsible for someone else's action? No, I don't think so. Because everyone is a current and a wave. It's a cosmic current. It's our, my currents that form the waves. It's the currents of those people who burnt the, the, the roads and the streets and, and the houses and, and the, the, the beheadings. It's their fault. It's their currents that form the waves. Your currents always start from your home. Your currents don't start on the street. Someone else is not responsible for your currents. It's your currents that form the waves. But I, I'm, I'm sure the Supreme Court's conscious knows better. Um, I'm asking my question, um, and I strongly desist uh, from that decision of the Supreme Court. I think it's, it, it, I was flabbergasted, and I found it very insulting, very unintellectual, uh, very... Uh, I, I, I don't even want to take the words. People will say you don't have the right to go against the Supreme Court. Well, the law allows you, does, does not say that you have to agree with the decision of the Supreme Court. So I beg to defer and, and I strongly um, stand up against the decision of the Supreme Court. It is not possible at all. It is not possible. You have no right to kill someone. You may voice your opinion, but you have no right to use any violence of any sort. If you're not ang if you're angry, if you're not okay, go plant go plant some trees. Plant some trees and, and, and do something constructive and say, well, you know what? Um, I, I, I disagree and I'm going to show it in another way, in a positive way. I'm going to plant some trees and make this planet better and show you what what is the other side of the coin that you're not understanding. Everyone would agree with it. I'd go and pay for some child's education, give some child food, do some charity. I'm doing this in the name of my profit. But today, even more and more people do not like their profit and, and are disgusted. And we're just sick of, of all of this. We're just sick of it. Um, uh, why do I have to respect your profit or someone else's profit or the sons of God? I'm telling you, I don't, after this day, I mean, I, I was all the way on the edge. I, I don't consider people prophets and I do not consider people sons of God. And, and I don't have any respect for this label. I don't, a person is a human being is a human being. That's it. I, I, appreciate all human beings. Every single life is important. Every single species is important. But no one's a prophet and I'm not going to respect your prophethood or your sons of God or your holiness in order to, to patronize your, in, uh, your ignorance and your brainwashing. And I'm not responsible for your actions. If you're, if you're unnerved by someone else's not, not, uh, not submitting to me, in, to you, then it's your problem. It's your currents that form the waves. It's absolutely, uh, it, it's nonsensical.
Because tomorrow everyone's going to say, well, I, 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 I'm not responsible for the rape uh, or the theft. Uh, that person's uh, responsible. The victim is responsible. Then what? So now every single court is going to say, well, it's not my fault. It's the other person. She single-handedly caused all the problems. And this is what you call Abrahamic occupation of your mind. And I've been talking about this for a very long time. The Abrahamic occupation of our mind has led us to be absolutely ignorant because we are cosmic cycles. It's our currents that form the waves. It's not the waves that form the currents. It is very important to understand this junction. We have to make this junction into an intellectual laboratory and learn from this. It has to be said, we are cosmic currents, currents, energy fields, and we roam in cycles. And it's my currents that form the waves, not your currents that form my waves. Everyone is a current and a wave. It's our currents that form the waves. And until we don't understand that, it's not going to work. And that's why these Abrahamic religions are absolutely ignorant. Because they give themselves a label. They insulate themselves with some from prayers and what have you. And I believe and I believe. And they convince you to I believe and I believe. And they think that by, all, by believing and by insulating yourself, they can point fingers at others. Oh, well, I'm a Christian and someone else is responsible. I'm a... I, I'm, um, I'm a Muslim, and that one's responsible. The, the hell is on the other side. Hell is not me. But it's not that. The Hermic understanding is it's my currents that form my waves. The, my worst enemy is me. My worst enemy is not the other side. And that Buddha says that very clearly. And that's why Abrahamic religions are so ignorant. There are... 90, 82 million, when I started this podcast a couple of months ago uh, in earnest, 82 million people, refugees on this planet. Uh, it's gone with the U Ukrainian war. It's now, I think, almost 100 million. Um, but um, the bulk of them, 95%, 90 to 95% are um, Abrahamic refugees. The Abrahamic refugees coming and going from Abrahamic countries. You understand that Abrahamic religions and their ideologies are absolutely ignorant. And now everything, even Dharmic ideology, has become Abrahamic. This Abrahamic occupation of our mind that someone else is responsible. You're not, I'm not responsible for you. You're not responsible for me. It's my currents that form the waves. So what wrong did Nupur Shama do? What is her currents that form the waves? So let's look at it objectively. Okay, so I've, I didn't see the, the, the interview. I saw some bits and pieces on YouTube, but most of it is gone. Um, so I didn't see the whole thing. But she was very, um, she was very uh, emotional and she was very hyper. And I've seen some old videos of her and she's always hyper. Always, always, always hyper. Um, she may have her speciality in one field, but she doesn't have a speciality in all fields. Uh, her problem is she got hyper. Okay, so when you're hyper, when you're emotional, you will attract people who are emotional like you. Okay, uh, that's the basic because your magnetic field. Why are you so emotional? Why are you so uh, um, lack uh, lack of knowledge? In, in a field that you're arguing about. Now, I understand she was angry because uh, Shiv, uh, Shiva was being insulted by the other people on the panel. Uh, yes, she has a right to be. 
what it's it's basically in these situations that you do not lose your cool the more you get emotional the more you lose your cool the more you attract people who are exactly like you and exactly what happened uh, she got attracted by all these guinea pigs and relics of empires absolutely gullible and brainwashed um, politically uh, incensed um, and, and completely and totally a bunch of gullible people. Um, and guess what? A shit to the ceiling, as they say, uh, as my friends used to say. And I apologize for the language. But that's her only problem. Her problem was she's always emotional and she cannot... Um, she's, she, you cannot have a debate on this. Even if the other panelists are... are are emotional, you have to keep your cool if you're having a debate. And you have to have lots of knowledge on this. You have to go beyond borders and have knowledge, deep, deep knowledge. Because there's so many angles to this. Um, if you go into someone else's territory, you have to have knowledge in, in beyond, beyond a particular field, uh, context of the context of the context to get into a conversation like this, which no one on the panel knew. Because even the other side, even uh, the people on the pa panel arguing against uh, the Gyan Wapi Mosque being converted into a mandir, uh, they did not have knowledge either because they only know what they know their little box and their little ideology. They know nothing else about anything else. So they cannot even give you any context. They've been brainwashed and they understand only what they need to know and they need what they need to spread. So even if they call themselves mullahs, maulana, whatever, it doesn't make you a scholar in any, in, in any depth of the way. And the bottom line over here is that she is a woman. As a woman, you cannot talk about Islam if you're non-Muslim. By being a woman and being a non-Muslim, you're basically a kafir, a kufar. You're an infidel. So kufars are not, not valuable. Their lives are, our lives are not valuable. We are uh, the, 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 the scum of society, uh, literally the, the last dirt of society. Um, and, and we're not taken as human beings. So a, not, a human being... Uh, a non-human being um, cannot look at, cannot talk about the prophet, and definitely cannot argue about the prophet, uh, because uh, only a real human being can, and that is a, a Muslim who believes in, 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 uh, or should I say, a mumin? Okay, because not a Muslim, a mumin can do that, and someone uh, as a man, not a woman, uh, a woman can. If she is, she belongs to this high, uh, you know, the Muslim Brotherhood and the uh, Tariqi, whatever, all these Islamist organizations. So basically they can, but they have to just patronize um, the Prophet uh, and, and whatever, the, the context of the, the, the talk at that particular point. Um, basically that's it. But Ms. Sharma, she was very, very emotional. And unfortunately she got... She got a little return back on, on what she did, uh, on what her emotion was. So it is important to understand that you, you cannot have emotion. The, the group that I, I, I point fingers to the most is the debates, the TV debates. They are absolutely horrendous, absolutely horrendous, disgusting. I mean, they are not debates, they're screaming matches. I mean, I don't even know where you have it on TV. It is insulting. There is no debate, there's no exchange of knowledge, there is absolutely not a junction to have any sort of conversation. You cannot get one thing out of that. Uh, it is under no way an intellectual laboratory. 
to learn anything, to have any knowledge. Uh, and, and, and they attract these, why are these crowds even watching them? Uh, they attract this ignorant, gullible crowd. And, and you can go left and right. It's absolutely the same disgusting, pathetic, um, literally. And I'm sorry to say it. Uh, I used to watch it, but I got tired. I got tired because the moment the shouting starts, I can't understand a word what's going on. My head starts spinning. Um, and that was that was the problem. Uh, so she should not have been on these debates. And point number two, um, these debates should not happen at all. They absolutely should not happen. It is a given. They, they should stop. You want to have a debate, you have two people. That's it. You do not interrupt. Um, and and you, you cannot interrupt the conversation, otherwise it's not a debate, it's a shouting match. And the more you get in this, these shouting matches, the worse it gets. It is insulting to the core. Um, so, unfortunately, she paid the price for a place that she shouldn't have been, for a debate that she shouldn't have been on, and for getting too emotional, because these these debates rile you up and make you emotional, and that is what they actually are. Uh, they're just waste of my time. Um, sometimes I prefer reading an article because uh, at least I don't have to hear people screaming. Uh, it still doesn't give anyone the right to to uh, to do something offensive, um, in the sense like to burn houses, to kill people, to behead people. It is disgusting, completely disgusting. Um, and these people are brainwashed and, and, and riled up and cranked up from the time they are born. From the time they are born, it is their duty, they are told uh, by their mosques, their maulanas, that you've got to, you have to, uh, you have to behead, you have to kill someone, whoever goes against Islam, who goes against your religion. This was the same thing against Christianity uh, not so long ago. Uh, this is the same thing in Judaism. It was the same, my dear friend. If you, uh, if, and that's what happened to Jesus. Jesus was killed because he went against the Judaic uh, orthodoxy. Uh, who killed him? The, the Judean, um, the Sanhedrin gave, gave the authority. The Sanhedrin it was the parliament of uh, uh, the Jude, uh, kingdom of Judea at that point, 2,000 years ago. And they gave the okay because Jesus went against the orthodoxy. It's the same concept, the same ideology, the same religion. Um, you, if 2,000 years ago they hanged Jesus, they killed Jesus on the cross for daring to challenge their authority, uh, you think 2,000 years later the Muslims are not going to do it? Because those, those Hebrews, those Judean Orthodoxy then became Islamic. They, they started and they were part of the original, um, um, original drift of Islam. They were there at Medina. It was their, uh, it was their ideology that became the foundation and became um, the alliance for, um, for uh, the Prophet. Um, and basically, long and short, uh, they they became the first generation, the orthodoxy of of the Jew, the Jews, the orthodoxy of the Judean people and the people of the book became, then became Islamic. So it's the same ideology. Two thousand years ago, they've been killing people for daring to go against their against their ideology. Two thousand years later, you think they're going to stop? 
No, they're not going to stop it because it's their currents that form the waves. Unless you have real deep knowledge about this and you can go uh, generation upon generation, context after context, beyond boundaries, that means you can go up the, the ladder even before uh, Islam started, you're not going to have any, any, any punch in the matter and you're just going to get yourself in a lot of trouble. Uh, but it still doesn't understand, it does, doesn't agree uh, it doesn't mean that you have violence. So these people are brainwashed uh, to be the mob, literally, for anything that uh, challenges the orthodoxy uh, of the religion. So anyone who challenges their orthodoxy, they'll set their mob on you. And this mob has been brainwashed from the time they are born, that they are supremacy, they are there to protect uh, the ideology, they are there to uh, protect the mullahs, really, not not even... Uh, they, they, they think they're protecting the Prophet and God, but in reality they're protecting the mullahs, uh, which is very, very similar to the Abrahamic religions. And that's why you have a hundred million a um, hundred million uh, refugees and the bulk of them um, are from Abrahamic countries. Now I was watching another. Um, I was watching another um, um, episode, and one of the TV channels interviewed the family of one of the killers uh, in Udaipur, and he. I think he has seven brothers, and. All of them seem decent. They didn't really seem, you know, like these hardcore Islamists. They normal people. They went to work and things like that. And all of them were standing there. I can't remember how many brothers, but I think it was six or seven. And it was a lot. I said, oh my God, how many more children do they have? Um, and uh, they all pretty much mentioned that the killer, the their brother who ended up killing, was... Uh, Somewhat of a person who went aloof, he left the house about 20 years ago and they barely had contact with him. He came once in a while, uh, but he really didn't have any contact with them. And they said that if he's killed someone, he should get, uh, um, he should get, uh, you know, complete uh, saza. Saza means... Um, um, he, he, he should get his, his, his dues from the court. Um, so... What I was trying to say is that this guy comes from a traumatic background. Okay, he comes from a traumatic background. There's trauma in his childhood. He wouldn't have left his family like that if not. He uh, he wouldn't be aloof. He it seems that he was working in one of the uh, mosque centers. I I don't really know where he was working, but. Um, Look, someone who has no contact with his family, who is very violent, um, someone whose family has basically dis disowned him, uh, where did they go and find relief? In the same, in the same uh, uh, madrasas, in the same mosque, in the same um, extremist organizations. And you can find them in every single group. It doesn't have to be Islam. It could be any group anywhere. And they are being used. So when you've got trauma at home, there's a there's an uh, there's a emptiness there. There's nothing to fill that void. Uh, someone else is going to come and take that place. So it's important to understand the trauma in your home will transfer to the trauma on the street. Stop the violence in your home. Start loving your children for who they are and not for who you want them to be. Lose the God business and you will have a better life. You will have a better life. You won't be killing and, and burning your streets and believing in some God uh, who, who just... Uh, it means nothing. You spend 1,400 years, uh, 3,000 years going around the planet killing and, and butchering people. It's not going to help.
grow a tree, plant a tree, take a child and help them to study and show them some positivity that, okay, you, you, you think that my prophet or my holy person has got, uh, is a bad image. Well, I, I, I can see a better image and this is what I'm doing to improve his image. I'm going to show you the, the other side. I'm going to help a child. I'm going to teach them to study. I'm going to help them with their homework. I'm going to help do some charity. I'm going to uh, dig a well. I'm going to help some poor village get some electricity something uh, give them food give them clothes give them money pay for someone's hospital bill you can do all of that and still make your point but instead these mullahs and the maulanas are teaching people from day one to kill and this this is what they call religion and then they call this islamophobia basically it's not islamophobia it's colonial hangovers the their colonial empire is dead but they're the divine departments are open for business and they need our human capital to resurrect the empire. And, and this is the problem. It's a colonial hangover. This is, this is taught by the orthodoxy and the clergy um, to just camouflage their requirement to get to the top. They, don't, they can't get to the top with an army. They don't have an army. They don't have an empire. So who do they use? The mob. Who are these mobs? People who come from poor homes, people who come from even middle class homes, but are brainwashed and have come from trauma. That means in your homes, when your parents are not uh, liking you, parents are imposing something on you, parents themselves who have not healed from their journey in life transfer their trauma uh, to the next generation. So it is important that you offload that energy, offload that baggage, offload um, all your negativity before you bring children into this world. And when you bring children into this world, you need to take that responsibility, have that conversation with them and stop making them uh, mirror images of who you are and, and your trauma because it's not going to work. They will end up on the streets. They will end up in these in these uh, goon uh, enclaves. Um, they will be brainwashed. They will be used, whether they're used to sell drugs, whether they're used to do a kill, whether they're used to do anything. Uh, it's those people going to these mosques and going to these, as you say, addas, um, going to these uh, holes in the society, these ghettos, are people who come from broken homes. Even if you have money and you come from broken homes, uh, trauma, uh, the violence in their homes will end up doing these things. So if you want to stop violence, it's not the violence on the street and the Supreme Court giving, saying, oh, you're responsible for someone. Um, someone else is responsible for you, for the violence and for the position of the country. No, it's your currents. Every single one is responsible for their actions because it's their currents that form the waves. And you have to understand that. It's not someone else who's responsible for you. No one can make uh, the country bad. No one. Every single one at the junction is responsible. And... and and those people burning and killing, uh, look, um, I have zero respect for you. Absolutely zero respect for you, people. Um, just zero respect. Okay, I'm, I'm sure you come from a broken home. I'm sure you come from trauma. But it's still just, you have no business doing that. Take your responsibility and you will get equal opportunity. But burning and killing is not going to help. And for all those who want to understand better, take your child and tell them you love them. Telling them to believe in someone else and taking away the confidence from them is not going to work. That is a trauma in your home.
so I was just going through something that everyone knows about and uh, which mimics the situation. It is the book or the publication called um, Rangila Rasul. I hope I'm sure everyone knows what that is. It was a uh, it was published uh, um, anonymously in Urdu in 1924, um, and it was then translated to Hindi. Um, Later on, it talks about the marital life of the Prophet Muhammad. Okay, obviously, uh, the Muslims of the time went berserk, and we know exactly what it was. Uh, but the author, the publisher, um, he was he. There were the publisher Rangina Rasul was assassinated, uh, assassination attempts made, but on the third attempt they got him. He died. Uh, the person who killed him was called. Um, uh, Imuddin, sorry, I can't get the name correctly. I, I completely forgot about the name. Uh, the, the, the gentleman who killed him, he was a, a carpenter. And the carpenter was, um, yeah, his name was, I completely lost it. Uh, I had it. Ilimuddin, yes, uh, or Ilam Din. And whoever, however you want to say, uh, he was barely t uh, twenty years old, and he stabbed Rajpal outside his own business. History comes a full circle, my friend. Exactly the same thing that happened. Um, exactly the same thing that happened to uh, Kanaya. Um, only thing, uh, Kanaya was a tailor, this fellow, um, and he was working in a shop, and um, he got killed in his shop. Um, the Muslim carpenter, Ali Mudin, uh, was barely 20 years old. He was a carpenter, and he stabbed Rajpal outside his own business. Did someone not understand this? Um, and guess what? Uh, they asked Muhammad Ali Jinnah to represent him. Jinnah represented, accepted and represented the two arguments, questioning the evidence and presented it to court and arguing the punishment was excessive for the killer's age, but it was not overturned and he was hanged. Now, look at this. Okay, Mahatma Gandhi... Uh, yeah, Mahatma Gandhi. Look what he says on this occasion. Okay. In June 1924, Mahatma Gandhi referred to Rangila Rasul in his weekly Young India. In his article, Gandhi noted, a, a friend has sent me a pamphlet called R. Rasul, written in Urdu. The author's name is not given. The very, little high, the very title is highly offensive. The contents are keeping with, with the title. I cannot, with, uh, without giving offense to the reader's sense of fine... Uh, give the translation of some of the extracts. I have asked myself what motive po possibly could he be writing or printing in such a book to ex uh, accept to inflame passion. Abuse and caricature of the prophet cannot wean a Muslim from his fate, and if I do, and it can do no good to a Hindu who may be who may have doubts of it about his own belief. As a contribution, therefore, to the religious propaganda work, it has no value whatsoever. So basically. Um, Mahatma Gandhi was condemning the the publisher, and he was he he was not uh, condemning any any of uh, the uh, the people who were writing in that scene. And we have come full circle. Appeasement is what it was. And if God, Mahatma Gandhi did not appease the electorate 
and his friends, we wouldn't be in this position today. But in this position today, we have another government doing exactly the same appeasing. A uh, hundred years later, and I mean 102 years later, we're back. The cycle has form, come full circle. Um, yeah, appeasement never works. And blaming someone uh, else for your actions is also not going to work. Um, yeah, those people who are who are so uh, inflamed and, and brainwashed and um, violent, it's their currents that form their waves. Um, the people who are responsible for their currents, who people who people who brainwash them from the day they are born. These these madrasas, these mullahs, these tullahs, all of them are responsible for this deed. Um, and their brainwashing, uh, selective brainwashing, uh, to consider anyone who resists, who rises above them, who challenges their rhetoric, um, to, to kill them. That, that is just disgusting. Okay, that is not religion. That is not God. That's a colonial empire. And that's why Abrahamic religions are colonial empires. The empires are dead, but their divine departments are open for business, and they need our human capital uh, to resurrect the empire. The answer is no. And I will finish just on one topic. Uh, if, if um, hypothetically stating that uh, Ms. Sharma is responsible for uh, inflaming the tensions of the country and single-handedly inflaming, uh, causing uh, all these problems, okay? So, well, at the riots in, in Godra in 2002, those tensions were inflamed by the burning of a train. By the burning of the train. Okay, 59 people died. No one even once asked what their names were, who they were. 59 people died. Uh, no one cared about them and considered them as uh, extremists, right-wing. No one cared that they died. So if those, if, if the tensions today are inflamed by Ms. Sharma, the tensions at Godra riots in 2002 were because of the, of the killing and the, uh, the burning of people alive by, um, by the goons uh, who lit the, the train alight. Mujahideen, the, um, the Islamic Mujahideen who burned that train alive, who pretended to be uh, vendors on, on the street, uh, vendors at the train station, they burned the train down and the people along with it. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, they're responsible for the tensions. They're, it's not. It's not the Hindu community. The people who killed, who are responsible, right? It's the same concept. If Ms. Sharma is 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 responsible, then the people who burned the train are responsible too. It's the same equation. Does the honourable Supreme Court want to accept that? But it's. But for them, it's a one-side show, because. Uh, they they want to cater to the to the minority conscience. Well, us we we don't ask people to be minorities. We do not ask people to cater to our minority sentiments. And this exact mentality is what's keeping people in this minority plantation. There is no minority in re, uh, majority. If we are currents and waves, um, take your responsibility for your actions and your brainwashing and you and your gullible ideology that makes you absolutely ignorant and uses you. And you will be free. And the next time you have a problem, you will learn to do something positive instead of doing something negative. And I will, I will end this podcast in a, in, in, a, in a positive note, like I've mentioned before. To all the parents out there who have children, please, the, 
the trauma doesn't start on the street. Trauma starts in your homes. Stop the violence in your homes and you will stop the violence in the streets. Stop the violence in your streets and you will stop the violence at your borders. Stop making people who you, your children, into, into robots that you want them to be. Start making them into human beings. Stop imposing your ideology on them. Whoever you are, whichever group, whichever side, whichever label you are, stop imposing your ideology on them and love them for who they are and not who you want them to be and there will be peace. The peace starts in your home, not on the street. Thank you very much. I wish you a very great evening. I hope you have a great weekend and I will see you tomorrow. Cheers and stay safe, everyone.